الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من كثر سواد قوم فهو منهم ومن رضي عمل قوم كان شريكا في عملهم او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم the deen of islam which has given us complete guidelines with regards to every aspect of our life and has taken care of every need of this human being this insan while on the one hand we have the complete guidelines of how to conduct ourselves in terms of our ibadat how to worship allah tbaraka wa taala deen has also given us the guidelines that being insan being human beings being the kind of creation that allah taala has made us we also have a need sometimes to take a break as we call it to relax so even that is something that has been catered for in our deen that a person has to take some rest he has to give his physical self its rights as well and this is very clearly illustrated in one incident in the lives of the sahaba ikram once hazrat salman farsi radhiyallahu ta'ala an he went to visit his very close friend abu darda radhiyallahu ta'ala an so when he went to visit him this is the natural thing that as a when a guest comes now a person will present whatever he can so he quickly Abu Darda radiyallahu ta'ala an prepared some food etc and then he came and presented it to him and he told him you eat i am fasting so you go ahead i'll be here but you continue you go ahead it was a obviously a nafil fast that he was keeping perhaps hazrat salman radiyallahu anhu was aware of his situation so he said to him that i am not going to eat until you eat i am the guest you are presenting this food to me but I am not going to eat until you eat also. So any case now to entertain the guest, this too is sometimes a valid reason for a person to terminate a nafil fast. Not a first fast obviously. A nafil fast is that guest is not going to be comfortable, but he is going to have to make up for that later. So any case he then ate with him. Later that night, as now they were about to retire for the night, Hazrat Abu Darda radiyallahu ta'ala anhu went to start going to perform salah, nafil salah because that was his normal routine he would spend the bulk of the night in nafil salah so Salman radiyallahu said to him you sleep now so now out of consideration for his guest and for his close friend he went to sleep after a short while he woke up and started getting up to go back take wudu and start his salah so you sleep So he put him to sleep again. And then it was the latter part of the night 
after half the night had passed, the latter part of the night, the last one third perhaps, now he told him, now wake up, now perform wudu, and both of them then made their tahajjud salah, they engaged in ibadat. After having completed the night in this manner, the Salman then addressed him and said to him, that, إِنَّ لِرَبِّكَ عَلَيْكَ حَقَّا وَلِنَفْسِكَ عَلَيْكَ حَقَّا وَلِأَهْلِكَ عَلَيْكَ حَقَّا فَأَعْتِ كُلَّذِي حَقٍ حَقَّا That your Rabb has a right over you, Allah Ta'ala has a right over you. And likewise, your body has a right over you. It needs rest, it needs to be fed, it needs to be given its due. وَلِأَهْلِكَ عَلَيْكَ حَقَّا And your family also has a right over you. So fulfill each one's right. Obviously, without neglecting anyone's rights. Unfortunately, sometimes we give the rights so much to ourselves, we forget our deen also, let alone forget our deen, even forget others around us. Even the family doesn't have any rights left. Nobody has any rights. Obviously, the priority and first in the sequence is the rights of Allah. And then, a person has rights over himself. or he, His own self has rights over him. And then his family has rights over him. So everybody should be given their due rights. But what we learn in this, the very important lesson is, that Salman emphasized this, that you have a right upon yourself as well. So fulfill that right also. Give yourself the due rest. And then the next day he came and he related this whole thing to Rasulullah This is what happened. My friend Salman came and this is how he insisted I should eat also and I should spend some time resting as well. Nabi endorsed this. And he said, Sadaqah Salman. What Salman did was right. Salman said the truth. So we learned this very important lesson that all have a right and the balance. Everything has a balance. So likewise, this balance also that a person needs some rest, so he take a rest also. In fact, he needs some mental relaxation also. Deen has even given us this guidance. You'll open the books of Hadith, you'll find a chapter on Mizah, the light-heartedness of Rasulullah wasallam. Why? Not that he needed it, but he would sometimes, and this was part of his life, that he would give some time to even having some light-hearted conversation with his wives, sometimes with the Sahaba Ikram, that they needed it and this was to be a lesson. Nabi Wasallam was beyond all this. But to teach a lesson that even this mental relaxation to a point, this too is required. So this little light-heartedness refreshes the mind. It makes the person feel comfortable. He feels comfortable. Others around him feel comfortable. So Deen gave us even this new way. Didn't teach us to now be completely serious all the time. And there's no time for any relaxation. There's no time for any light-heartedness. Oh, that's not the way Deen has taught us to do. But the very important thing is that everything has its place and there are priorities in life. Now a person sits the whole day to have some light-hearted conversation the whole day, neither is he paying attention to his work, neither paying attention to his Deen or anything. So anybody will say this is way beyond the limits. This is gone completely out of line now. There's a place for light-heartedness, there's a place for some joking and laughing within the limits of Deen. But the whole day spent in that way, that is obviously, anybody will reject it. Likewise, for example, parents will send their child to school. So now the child is gone to school. So now in the school, 
there are many extracurricular things that will take place. There's sometimes some very exciting excursions, two, three times a year. There's some other things that now are very interesting for the child. So now he's only interested in the excursion. He's only interested in the extracurricular activities. As far as the studying is concerned, he says, well, I'm going to school for the excursion. Any parent will be extremely disappointed, disheartened, can be upset, and think your school fees, and then all the expenses of your transport, and then the stationery, and your textbooks, and then every day you want spending money, and all the other things that go along with it, and so much of effort has to be put into getting to you to school on time. And you say you went for the excursion? We send you to study. The excursion is just by the way. That's a secondary thing. If that excursion happens, it happens. It doesn't happen, there's no big deal about it. You have gone to study. So just as any parent will be very disheartened, very disappointed, if his child comes back and says, well, I'm going to school for the excursion. And it doesn't matter whether I pass or fail, I must have the excursion. I must enjoy myself in school. That's what I'm going to school for. Then if I fail too, it's a secondary thing. It doesn't matter. Any parent hearing this from his child, would be extremely hurt, extremely disappointed, and he'll be taking advice from people around, the grandfather of the child, and other family members, and some old wise uncle, whoever, how do I deal with this child? He's made the excursion the purpose of his going to school. He wants to have fun, that's the whole object of his going to school. How do I make him understand what is the priority? Likewise, we are in this dunya, we are in the school as well. We have come to the school of dunya to learn, to learn how to recognize Allah to learn to recognize who is our creator, to recognize who is our benefactor, to recognize who is sustaining us, and to recognize Allah in that way that we totally submit ourselves to Him. Because after all, after the school term is going to be over, then there's the exams. This whole life is an exam. But then the specific question time will come. Like the whole year, everybody was going to school, whatever, but now the last part of the year, everybody was very, very tense and very much concerned. And some people are still sitting at edge now till the results don't come out. So likewise, the exams are going to happen in the cover. Man Rabbuk, Oma Dinuk, Oma Taqulti Hadar Rajul. The questions are going to be asked. You were sent to the school to recognize Allah Dala. Now the question has come, Man Rabbuk, who is your Rabb? Did you recognize your Rabb in the world? If you recognize him, you will be able to answer the grave. The person who did not recognize who is his Rabb, in the grave will say, La Adri, I don't know. Ma Deenuk, did he learn his Deen? And did he learn how to love his Deen? If he loved his Deen, when that question will be asked in the grave, Ma Deenuk, he will be able to answer. Dini al-Islam. And he was sent into this world to recognize who is Rasulullah and what is his Mubarak way of life and how to live that way of life and then to implement that in his life. Now if he did that, when he's going to be asked in the khabar regarding Rasulullah he'll be able to answer that he is my Rasul. He is the messenger of Allah Taala. And if he didn't learn that life and didn't live that life, he say, La Adri, Ha Ha, La Adri, I don't know what's all this about. And the person who says, I don't know the answers, 
the Christian paper came in front of him and everything is a blank, then you see when you fail. Now when a person fails, there's no promotion. That's the worst that happens in dunya. Say no promotion. Well, next year you start again. But in the cover, there's no such thing as next year. The person has failed in the cover, forget no promotion. Allah protect us, then it's punishment. The day of Qiyamah comes. Then again is the exam. That the person will be asked, An umurihi fima asna, his life, how he lived his life. Did he make his whole life an excursion? Did he make his whole life a holiday? Or he maintained the object of life in front of him all the time. An umurihi fima asna, an shababihi fima abla, his youth, how he spent it. وَأَنْ مَالِهِ مِنْ أَيْنَ اكْتَسَبَهُ وَفِيمَ أَنْفَقَ Where he earned his wealth from, where he spent it. The exam is happening now. The questions are being asked. He has to answer. And his knowledge, how much he practiced according to it. So in any case, this dunya also, we are in the school. But if we make this time in school, the school of the akhirat, we made it an excursion entirely, and obviously a lot of problems are awaiting us. Allah Ta'ala protects us and saves us. Now this is that time of the year when everybody is in that mode that we need to take a break. As we have discussed right at the beginning, Deen has also given us that leeway to take a break. There's a rest required, there's even some mental relaxation required. But no Deen allows us to take a break in such a way that we break our Deen. To take a break in such a way that we break Haya. To take a break in such a way that we break the modesty that Deen has taught us. We break the laws of Allah wa ta'ala. We break the heart of Rasulullah That he is informed of the amal of his ummah and he, his heart is shattered. That is this my ummah? That kind of break Deen, deen hasn't taught us. So the priority is to uphold our Deen. Now unfortunately because of the type of situation that prevails in this time of the year, many a person feels, well, everybody is having fun, so how can I get left off? And I also need to have fun and enjoy myself. But now this fun mode, and this fun mood, what disasters it brings, when this is uncontrolled, when anything goes, when just as everybody else is having so-called fun, without any inhibitions, without any consideration that is this uh, transgressing the laws of deen or not. What are the outcomes of this? What are the disasters that take place? How many situations have come about and those who are dealing with social issues, you ask them and they will tell you how many times the so-called holiday became the means of a marriage breaking. Because in holiday now everybody is free to do as they please. Everybody must have their fun and in that Holiday time, everybody is now wanting to just totally leave, let down everything, let down the inhibition. As a result, all kinds of immorality and vice a person falls into. And illicit relationships are stuck up. And how many marriages have broken after a holiday, so-called holiday? This is as a result of, must take a break. Take a break anyhow. Doesn't matter now, everybody is one big family. Allah forbid people have this kind of disastrous situations have happened and 
big companies and groups, friends or families, extended families, have all gone together on Umrah. Everybody is one big family. The Umrah has become like a holiday. And then because that concern is not there to maintain the laws of Allah to maintain the laws of hijab, to avoid the intermingling, and even these kind of disastrous situations that happen after Umrah. These unfortunate and tragic realities of life that we need to take heed of. How many elderly parents have complained that I dread the holiday time? Why do you dread the holiday time? You see, well, everybody wants to have a holiday, everybody wants to have their fun. But I become the spanner in the works because they don't know what to do with me. I'm an elderly person and maybe somebody is now a widower or a widow. So now, how do we take care of this elderly person now? We want to go have our fun. We can't take him along or take her along because now we're going to spoil our fun. I can't leave them alone also. Because now what people will say? Now this holiday time now has become a time of dread for so many elderly people. That now I, they are going to regard me as a burden now. Somebody even, because they couldn't afford it, they checked into a hospital. Said, well, in any case, some get the doctor to just admit me in hospital. Why? I'm not feeling too well. But at least in the hospital I'll be cared for. Why? Because I've become a burden in the holiday time. Now is this the life that Dean has allowed us to live? that those who should be given the first priority in our lives, our own parents, our grandparents, other elderly people in our families, our community, this, if a community, a family cannot look after its elderly, Allah Ta'ala protect us. And at the expense of, uh, just in order to have that fun, if those elderly people can just be sacrificed, can just be shunted around, Allah Ta'ala protect us. Then the holiday time, now where is the fun going to take place? Unfortunately, the fun is where all the immorality is. See, but now everybody is on holiday and I'm on holiday also. And why can't I be where everybody is? So now in the middle of that beach with all that nudity and all that shamelessness and that immorality and vice. And now even the couple that are sitting there, the husband is involved in the zina and the wife is involved in the zina also. He's also watching all the nudity. And he's also watching it. And as a result of that haram that they were involved in in that time, the first calamity comes that both, both hearts are now disinclined from each other. And this is a repeated thing. And many a person comes and talks about the problems, domestic issues, and the fights that are happening at home. And many, in the course of the conversation, sometimes the person is asked that you look after your gaze. You go, look at every haram. Repeatedly, there is a direct link between this. So, sometimes these things will happen. It will happen in the name of Deen also. Such environments will be created. Some fairs and bazaars and whatever else. But what is the nature of that environment? Is it conducive to Deen? Is it conducive to, say, guarding a person's iman? When a person spends five minutes in that environment, does he come out with his iman refreshed? Or does he come out with all kinds of inclinations that are haram? Has he soiled his heart with zina of the eyes in that environment? Or has he come out in a way that now you want to go and make some tilawah of the Quran to person sits in the masjid, he feels his iman has improved, inshallah. He feels rejuvenated. He feels his iman refreshed. 
he goes to that environment does he feel like that Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala was invited to a walima somebody got married and then the walima was taking place so he was invited as well and this was long after the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa so now many new people had come as far as white people had come into deen so somebody invited him so in any case he came to attend the walima because this is also the right of a Muslim that he's invited you then you attend but as he approached he heard the sound of some kind of music being played as soon as he heard it he took a U-turn and he started returning so the host or somebody from that gathering saw him that he was already reaching and it was obvious now he's going away without coming he's not going to be part of this so he quickly came and asked him Malaka Rajata what happened? you were already there almost and you took a U-turn you are going so he replied and said that I have heard Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Many a times we say, no, I wasn't part of, I didn't do anything wrong. I was just there. So you get the, those who are actively involved in some wrong, you get the spectator. So I was just there. Abdullah bin Muskud radiallahu says, and I heard Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa The one who adds to the numbers of a people. Somebody is involved in some haram, somebody is involved in some illicit activity, somebody is involved in some wrong advice, somebody else is a spectator to it. Somebody else came to just be there. So now being there, he added to the numbers. I imagine if there's something happening, 10 people arranged it, 50 people organized it, but besides that, nobody came. So what they would say it was a total failure. 1,000 people came. Very great success. 1,000 people came. The success and the failure of it was dependent on the numbers. Now the person who came, he added to the numbers. So he added to the glory of the event. Nabi Islam says, He'll be counted as one among them. He also added to the glory of this event. Somebody wasn't part of it, but he was also he expressed some happiness on it. He also said a great thing, whatever it is, or he wasn't unhappy about it. He was fine with it. Kana Sharikan fi Amalihim, he'll be counted as one of the participants. So this is a time when yes, people are now perhaps not on work, maybe their businesses are now shut down for the period of time. Maybe somebody got leave from his work, from his job, from his occupation, whatever. So fine, he has given us leeway to take some time to rest also. No problem. But that break mustn't break our deen. It must not break our Islam. Allah has given us this directive in the Quran Sharif. Fear Allah Ta'ala as He ought to be feared. And die as a Muslim. Die as a Muslim by living as a Muslim. A person who lives as a Muslim. As you live, you will die. And as you die, you will be raised on the day of Qiyamah. So the command is, die as a Muslim, it means live as a Muslim. Live as a Muslim, you will die as a Muslim. Meaning, uphold your Islam all the time. Uphold your Islam at any time of the year. Whether it is December, or whether it is Ramadan. What difference that makes a Muslim as far as upholding his deen is concerned. Yes, he will be more active in Ramadan. 
but he'll uphold his deen any time of the year. And he will live the life that Rasulullah has taught him. And he'll become the comfort of the heart of Rasulullah by the kind of a'mal that he will perform, so that when Rasulullah is informed about the good a'mal of his ummah, his heart will be comforted. May Allah make us also the means of the comfort of his Mubarak heart and grant us his tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'awana alhamdulillah.